Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of Mummy's Mask as we continue our adventures into episode number 32. Yes. Everyone's back here. We actually had a, a comment on a recent letter, so I'll go ahead and just say that uh, I am your host and game master, Rick Sandage. I am joined by... Hi, I'm Heather. I, I play on yours. Jordan Jenkins playing Sudi Kantar. Rachel Sandage playing Citra Nahamra. And Jessica Peters playing suit. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> Jessica also playing Sudi. Dang it, those S names. Everybody's playing Jessica Sudi. Peters. Jessica Peters playing Sigura Mabe. Yes. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. You have 30 episodes that you can go back to listen to if you like. You should, or else this will be. <laughs> this, yeah, this is not no going to be context. Sense. You might be a little confused. Who knows? They're uh, just here for the auction. Regardless, thank you to anyone who is listening. So when Les. We left our heroes. Uh, you guys pretty much had spent a majority of the night chit-chatting about the murder of Sagira's mother and the possible individual responsible for that. Of that, you're not entirely positive. Except that he sounds like he's going to murder the crap out of us. Yeah. Uh, yes, I believe Onurus and Citra seem to be under the impression that this is a man banished from the city of Tefu, uh, marked with the mark of justice by the church of Nethus, a man by the name of Nebtu Kufri. My cousin, maybe. Potentially possibly your cousin. Who keeps a head in a bag. Who may keep a head in a bag. Creepy. All that the uh, the former residents of Tefu and the group Citra and Onurus really knew pertaining towards him is that he ran kind of a lavish cult of personality around himself and seemed to have been tracked down by the voices of the Spire for practicing horrible, horrible necromancy. So there's that. After a long discussion pertaining towards that, a little bit of Sudi talking about his uh, run-in with the Viper, and then some debate whether or not you guys could even get back into the Dead City. So the answer is no, The answer right is currently now. no. You guys have then decided to uh, have a relaxing day, go and do a little bit of shopping. There had been a, I believe I stated a montage, wherein <laughs> Citra had gotten ready for her date with Falto, the Bravo and Swordsman from the Crypt Finders. Yep, yep. The illustrious group. <laughs> now disbanded, mostly. Yeah, I was going to say, only two of them are still in the city. Yeah, only two of them remain, because the other two went home. <laughs> uh, so, dated and soon, all of you had rest up. It is now the day before the auction. I believe it means the uh, 7th of Ferris. In the 7th of Ferris, it's a fire day. Fire day, which is Friday, for those of you listening at home. Ferris, by the way, is the equivalent to March in our world. You can check out my blog about keeping the timeline. Yes. All this information is there. It's very fancy. Shameless self-promotion. Yes, shush. <laughs> so, yeah, as we begin, I'm going to queue up a little Sirenscape here. Sirenscape for all of your soundset needs. Except for apparently good aligned temples. No one goes to good aligned temples. That's not, That's not true. true. <laughs> if you're listening, Ben Looms, I really need some good aligned temple music. We really, what we really need is like a Temple of Abadar sound set that's just the sounds of like gold changing hands. It's just stock market sounds. <laughs> <laughs> just like the ticker tape sound. Sounds like Gringotts. <laughs> so then, all of you would wake up the following morning. Uh, I don't know if you're planning on gathering together once again at the Toothed Hookah, having breakfast. We um, usually do. That's yeah. a, to Sudi and Segura because Citra and I are here. Yeah. Uh, it's true, but Rima makes really good pancakes. <laughs> that's fair. So at the very least, uh, Citra and Onuris would have breakfast, probably with Amina and Falto. Falto and Citra awkwardly glancing over the table at each other, <laughs> buttering each other's Onuris toast. Onuris is trying whatever. so hard not to roll his eyes. <laughs> buttering each other's toast? Hey, what do you want? <laughs> That's one way to say it. That, 
I think that's a euphemism. <laughs> it's not a good euphemism. <laughs> Biscuits would be the euphemism. So, yeah, I don't know if uh, Sagira needed to go and make her way to the Temple of Wajet, retrieve her mm-hmm. amulet. I think that was her only thing for the day. I don't think anyone else really had anything to do for the day other than... Uh, I didn't know if... Were you two trying to get your disease cured, or are you just yeah, going to man gonna it out? Yeah, I'm going to try to get oh, uh, disease. So yes, so I will need fortitude saves from Sagira and Sudi. Hot darn. Th- this would, of course, I roll a very nice roll and get a 19. 19 from Sudi. I got a 20. 20 from Sagira. Yeah, you both wake up actually feeling pretty good. hey You think that you've beaten this, you're, you've got kind of that uh, you know, that high from getting over sickness, and when you're suddenly like, this is what normal feels like? It's amazing. Both of you have recovered one point of ability damage, as has uh, Citra, if Citra was still down. No, she should have been good. So are they both finally free of their filth fever? So, yes. After 20 episodes, <laughs> <laughs> the party is disease-free. <clears throat> For now. For now. Episode 32, starting off right. <laughs> Episode 32, starting with the new disease. Dang it. <laughs> I bought an anti-plague. Another one. I have two. <laughs> Another one. But. I'm ready now. So yeah, both of you wake up. I think you're probably still down a little bit on your ability scores. I am. I'm actually not, because if I slept, that means I got my one point of dexterity damage back. I'll, I'm down two on my deck, so I'll be back to full in two days. But in one day, or, I'll, I'll be back to my staff. Or damage. you can talk to your cleric friend. Wait, are you on the on team fixing me now? What? When was Yay. she? When was I not? Yeah, that whole argument. There was a whole argument about please do a thing, and then we fought a crocodile. On yours can prepare lesser restorations. Yeah. He just didn't want to use the wand because it was a consumable resource. You want uh-huh. lesser restore me real quick? Before we head out for the day. The reason that was the problem with that day is that he woke up and used the lesser restoration already on Falto. Oh, yes. yeah, and then we got we got messed up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then lesser restore me, please. You're fine now. I also bought a potion of lesser Does, restoration. How much was that healed? Three. You're fine I'm now. Good. You said Yay. you were down by two. All right, so I guess you are joining them for breakfast because you're like, well, I'm still feeling kind of crappy, so let's go join on yours for breakfast and have them heal me. Yeah. I went to go get my necklace. Yep. So yeah, you go to the Temple of Wajet. They're happy to receive you there. They take you in. They go through the whole thing. They take your money. So yeah, you owe them two thousand. I already paid them money. Oh, okay. At which point they would provide you with the cat skull amulet with ruby eyes. It's really cool. With the ruby eyes. You yep. know, it's a conversation starter. Yeah. If none of you have anything that you want to do for the day, that's up to all of you. Um, I have these anklets that my mom had in that box. Can I appraise them? I don't remember if I did. You can make an appraise check if you so wish. I just want to know about them. I get a 16. They're worth about 10 gold as a set. Okay. I'm going to wear them. Okay. Under my boots? I guess I'm going to... I don't even... Do you do boots or sandals? I feel like I do... I have a hot weather outfit, so probably not boots. Yeah, probably sandals, just so you can keep yeah. your feet from like sweating little, and swelling little, up inside of your things. Those little booties. The sandals that Adori was rocking. Oh, yeah. Some, like, Grecian style. Yeah, they're just kind of like a padded leather strip across the front, and then, like, sandals and straps wrapping back and forth to hold them in place. That mm. works. So... Fine, fine footwear for all of your... I think everyone's rocking the hot weather outfit. Oh, yeah. I have two now. (laughs) For when the first one is inevitably destroyed by a second adherer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's true. I Uh, probably... I was going to say, because we we don't have the whole, like, we've got a mage that can repair the clothing. How hard is it... How hard is it to clean the adherer's sticky stuff off? Uh, I would say that if you can take 10 on a... uh, Cleaning skill? You know what? You can just do it. All right. So, yeah, do any of you have anything that you needed to take care of for the day? Nope. Not really. I'm good now. You're just kind of recovering. I'm, I'm waiting for the auction to get some cool magic items. Mm-hmm. Sitting back, waiting, relaxing. 
I imagine Onuris would spend the day figuring out what all tricks that his animal companion can do. Yep. Sudi, I imagine, spends the day probably just hanging around at the temple, spending some time with the Dries. Yeah, uh, boy. Make himself comfortable sitting there with his abacus and figuring out how he's going to divide what money the party makes from the auction during the auction at the it's auction. Good, it's good uh, practice on my math skills. Does the Tooth and Hookah offer like a discount rate if we rent this room by the week? You know, I, I will say that they would offer a, a discount. They'll give it to you for the week for 60 gold. Onyris gives them 60 gold because it seems like we're going to be here for a while. And over the course of today, over the course of yesterday and today, you've noticed that the adventuring population in Wati is dwindling at a steady rate. Not just the number that have died, which is estimated at this point that close to about 25% of them have died. Wow. Oh, adventuring isn't easy. Yeah. You guys beat the odds. All of you walked out of there alive. The same can't be said for the Scorched Hand. 25% of them died. That's true. And as such, the, the local populace seems to have calmed some. There aren't the protests at the gates. By the time today's come, it looks like there's only maybe one or two adventuring groups even still heading into the dead city. Hmm. We should check to see if they're the Silver Chain. They're, they're that adventuring group that goes in, they take one encounter, and they're like, well, I guess we rest for the day because we're no longer at full abilities and spells. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Who knows, we'll be around the next corner. Are Marin and what was her name? Sigrun? Sigrid? Sigrun. Yeah. Are uh, they they still are both here? still here. Yeah. They are actually partaking in the auction as well. Oh, fun. Is the marketplace beginning to balance out yet? Not as far as art objects and everything are concerned. Mm-hmm. As far as like regular goods, it's getting to the point where regular goods can start to, you can sell off regular goods for about 30% value mm-hmm. now instead of 25%, which is what they're doing previously. And the markups on regular goods have gone down. Mm-hmm. So that's all adjusting itself out, and healing is becoming more available at the temples now that everyone's leaving. The market is still flooded with art objects, so they're still not selling very well. Was the lottery supposed to be like a one-time thing, or is this supposed to happen again? No, as far as the lottery is concerned, the idea at the moment is that this is a one-off, although it's obvious from anyone that's been in the Dead City that even having 20 to 25 adventuring groups and giving each one of them three locations, you're not going to cover the entirety of the Dead City. Well, the Dead City is almost bigger than the actual city of Wati. Yeah, it's close to about the same size. It's a little bit smaller, but it's actually a little denser too. So, hmm. Well, we still need to go to that building that makes people want to go to the top of it and jump off. There is that. Anyway, but the day would pass. The sun eventually sets. All of you could have dinner together, so on. Uh, I'm just going to say for the simple sake of argument, that if you guys want to mark off of two gold pieces each, that would have covered your mills for the last three or four days and the following day, going out and hitting up the carts and eating out, treating yourselves, all that good stuff. However, the sun sets on fire day and the sun rises on star day. Onuris waking up early in the morning and praising Ra and Osiris and their continued battles in the underworld. Since every new day that dawns is a miracle. That's so optimistic. It's true. It's also really pessimistic because you watch the sunset and go, that may never rise again. Yep. (laughs) We'll all die a slow death of freezing. It's true. You have to think how the Assyrian people thought when they didn't have a pharaoh for for like thousands of years. Onyris, do you have a falconry gauntlet? No. Do you want one? (laughs) (laughs) Did you just like find one on the side of the street? Sorry, I was looking for like a quick release muzzle. It's true. Right now you just have a leather strap tied around your cat's mouth. I don't have to do anything special for the bird in the city. You're expected to keep him hooded. Oh, that's going to go real good. (laughs) The gauntlet is a big glove you wear so that your birds... Yeah, yeah. It's like 10 gold. I I will argue that if you're wearing medium armor, medium armor already comes with gauntlets, which would be thick enough to protect you. Okay. You are wearing skill mill? Right now. Hopefully I find better armor at the auction. (laughs) Hopefully I find much better armor at the auction. 
So you all wake up, go about your business, get through the day. What time is the auction? The auction is set to begin an hour after sunset. Um, Auction goers tend to arrive usually in the hour between sunset and the beginning of the auction. So you're kind of expected to be there about an hour before sunset so that you can show up, deliver all of your items, just kind of get ready, and then you can greet and chit-chat with people as they arrive to said auction. So you have the day to prepare yourselves. Uh, make ready. I don't know if anyone needs to purchase anything else. Sudi would have... Uh, no, Sudi's back at full. Yep, uh, nope, I'm good. All right. So the hours passes. I imagine all of you gather at the Tooth and Hookah, make your way out there with the remainders of the Crypt Finders. So does that mean the other two people in their party aren't getting that money? No, they just took their cut and share and took off. Effectively, what they did was they divided up the art pieces, and those other two were just like, screw it, I'll just take this, travel up the, the river to Sothis and sell it there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, one of them's like, well, I'm heading back to Chiliax. Gonna go try my hand at being a Hell Knight again. <laughs> All of you gather together at the Tooth and Hookah, set off, make your way through the city streets, and eventually arrive at the Sunburst Market as the sun begins setting far off into the west. It has not touched the horizon yet. You're still about an hour before that. It just paints long shadows. But eventually you begin to make your way across the market towards the Candy Jackal. All of you have been here, although in both of your cases separately. The Candy Jackal is a large stone building set off towards one side of the market. A number of pillars line the area in front of this. The pillars probably at one point supported lentils and maybe something else. Exactly what they were originally intended for, you don't know. Now they're just large pillars whose hieroglyphs and markings have faded away over time. Two jackals would sit in front of it, uh, both of them facing towards each other on either side, each of these stone jackals staring across the distance and seemingly giving one another a sly look and wink across the expanse of the stairs heading up towards the three doors. As previously described in, uh, I think I went into a little bit more detail with Citra and Onurus, but there is a large pillar set in front of this covered in hands, which have been nailed to the pillar and... Yeah, the uh, warning of what (laughs) happens if you try to thieve from us. Yes. Gross. Dozens and dozens of hands. Uh, some of them are smaller, so either children or halfling. Gross. You're going to hope halfling. Are we? I mean, I don't think you want to hope anybody lost their hand. Well, somebody Out of the option of children or halfling, which are you hoping? Neither. I hope they're just imaginary hands. <laughs> it's all a clever illusion. It's like magic. <laughs> One of the hands is wearing a magic ring. Uh, no. Making your way up, though. Three sets of doors stand at the top of the stairs leading up. All of these lead into the main chamber. It's just kind of like a theater where you've got the multiple sets of doors so everyone can come in and go. Uh, Scaffolding stands outside of the structure where they seem to be adding on to the uh, front facade of the structure. Although it doesn't look like workers are there right now, it looks like they're doing some sort of restoration work in preparation to add some sort of statue or bus directly over the archway leading up towards the stairs. As you make your way up the steps, you'd be greeted by a man in baggy white pants, a purple vest, and a fez. On yours tries Welcome. not to make eye contact. <laughs> Welcome, friends. Welcome. You are the... Doorkeeper? Doorkeepers. 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 That's right. Oh, and the remainder of the Crypt Finders. Yes. Falto would nod, doffing his... Uh, well, actually, probably reaching up to doff his hat before realizing he burned it. Oh. oh. Citra makes a mental note to go buy him a hat. <laughs> You were spoiling that that man. Buying him all these things, being his sugar mama. What have I bought him? Someone stole his money. Uh, He has money now. 200 gold is a lot of money. (laughs) Hopefully he'll have more money after this. He he paid for their dinner and their date. That wasn't 200 gold. I know, but you keep making lists of, I should buy him that. I should get him that. He needed clothes. All he had was a towel, and on yours bought that. (laughs) This sounds like a lot of personal problems. Uh, (laughs) You want to come in, and we'll get you uh, all situated and ready? Is there a private room? Private room. 
Why do we need a prayer for him? So that we don't have to talk to him. <laughs> He's going to stay out here. Use your stage whispers. <laughs> He's going to stay out here. That's my creepy death voice. <laughs> right, I suppose we go inside. The doors open up into a single large room. As previously described, this room is large enough to actually sit a fair number of people. At the moment, chairs have been set up, arranged around, so this room looks like it probably comfortably sit close to about 100 or so, or at the very least comfortably accommodate about 100 or so. Lounges have been set off towards the left and right on either side of the door for just kind of socializing and everything. A small, not buffet, but preparation table has been set off towards the side, and you would notice that a number of servers are getting ready with a variety of different hors d'oeuvres and flute glasses and such for once the guests begin to arrive and then they start socializing and everything else. On the far side of the chamber from where you enter is a stage, a set of steps leading up towards it where the auctioneer will stand, and two doors on either side of that lead to storage rooms that you can see off towards your left and right. There's second doors that enter into those as well. So he would kind of take all of your items, take them into one of the side rooms, just inform you that you filled out the paperwork properly, you have the paperwork with the thing. It's like, I'm going to take these, I'm going to put these in the back room over there. Then we're going to go through the process, you'll hear your lot number called out. In your case, it will be doorkeepers, right? Yes. DOD lots one through three. That's lucky. Well, I mean, they, they will be CF lots one through five, etc. Uh... So we're going to take care of all of the auction side of things. Your lots will come out. They'll bid on it. Uh, we'll announce what lots are currently. And then once the lot is bid on, there'll usually be a brief break between them, but not really enough time for you to kind of go around and socialize. You're expected to stay around. We'll take care of the payments and everything on our end. The temple has compensated this for us. So no money comes out of your share. So okay. you will get the full value for it. The temple is just trying to facilitate this so that there are no black market dealings or anything else going on through the city. No one's getting ripped off. And these aren't going to uh, less reputable buyers. If you understand my meaning. Okay. So we'll take care of everything there. All you need to do is you might want to take the time to go around and talk to people as they arrive, figure out kind of what they're interested in. Some of them you may recognize, especially if you're familiar with the affluent in the city. Knowledge <coughs> nobility. Some of them you might not talk to a few of them, get an idea, and then kind of just bring up what you're, what you're working on. So if you find someone that you know, uh, Let's, let's dig. What do you got in this box? Some papers? Papers here. Old papers. So if you find someone that you're like, I think this person's interested in old papers or antiquities and things like that, you can talk up your lot. Make sure that they're going to buy it. Ah. Word to the wise. Try not to seem desperate. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't badger people about things. Just... Just my suggestion. I'm starting to wish this was a silent auction. Mm. Well, we don't really believe in silence around here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that. Fair he's, enough. Uh, he's Tetmany up here. Yes, the Foresman Priest. I believe he's working in the back. He's still cataloging some items. Okay. So I will let him know that you are present. I don't know if you're going to see him much. He seems... Eccentric. I, I suppose. I've met him a couple of times in the past. Uh, all of you may make a sense motive, if you so wish. Oh, wow. I get a 27 with that perfect 20. There's the roll I was expecting with these bad dice. I get an 8. On Eurus gets a 20. Uh, Citric gets an 18. So with that 20 and 27, you can tell that it's not that he's lying, but you can tell that there is more there, that his comments pertaining towards Tetmanib seem to be less a matter of, well, he's being his usual weird self and more that he's being odder than usual. Huh. Hmm. At the very least, he seems to have enough experience with the man to actually register that. Well, anyway, I'm going to take these lots to the back. I'll get all that set up for you. Try and look like adventurers. Have you seen this? <laughs> Citra just looks down at her clothes. Because <laughs> I assume we are looks- fully armed and armored, like... <laughs> Yeah, yes. I was assuming that you came looking yeah. the part. Definitely. I, I, actually, Sudi probably actually doesn't look like it because he has, like, nothing on him. <laughs> but rope. Lots of rope. All right, so we go into the auction. Woohoo! Yes. 
All of you could find a place to wait for a while, until the auction actually begins. The sun would eventually set, and the first groups of people would start to arrive. By the time that the first guests start arriving, or auctionees, there are already a fair number of adventurers here. All of you are well, well aware that you can, of course, bid on your own lots in the auction, as the sheer number of adventurers here means that there's a variety of magic items, so on and so forth, available. So you'll be able to effectively make a roll during this to bid on items that you're interested in purchasing as well. Okay, uh, cool. Outside of the base mechanic terms, it's anything that you are interested in purchasing as far as gear is concerned. Like I know Onurus has said, you know, hey, I'm looking for like a mithril breastplate. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be assumed that there are so many items on the auction here tonight that you will find that crops up at some point. I kind of so, just want to find something really cool, like a really cool piece of armor. Well, there uh, there was a really cool spear that was sold recently that when you hold it, it gives you a perception bonus. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I use a Kopesh two-weapon fighting style, and spears don't really work with that. So the, the guests would begin arriving, making their way in. They would open up all three sets of doors, and various servants and such would make their way out. Kameem seems to be just kind of in charge of all the servants making their way to and from leading everyone into the auction house and the auction begins. What kind of uh, roles are we making to talk people up? So I diplomacy. As the auction begins, there is the complimentary reception beforehand, which is where you are now. As the attendees ming mingle with one another and enjoy refreshments, they would start making their way in. It's kind of scatter about, start taking hors d'oeuvres and their flutes of, I guess, beer. I don't know what they drink here. No, wine. Uh, their flutes wine. of wine. Their flutes of beer. <laughs> Honey mead. Hey, Honey the Egyptians mead. were really into their beer, so I'm assuming the Osiriani are too. Well, the poor it. were really into their beer. This evening, the jackal is offering cheese-stuffed figs, hard-boiled peacock eggs, onion bread, onion-stuffed squid, fresh and dried fruit, spice wine, and a sampling of 2,000-year-old honey recovered from one of the tombs. In the oh, that's fun. Uh, oh, that's fun. I gotta have yeah. some of that. So some of that. Because it never goes bad. It never goes bad. As all of you begin to socialize, you would notice that there are many people that have made their way out. I don't know what your plan of, uh, of attack is. I'll go ahead and let anyone make a knowledge nobility or knowledge local if they so wish. I mean, I have no diplomacy, so I shouldn't be talking to anybody. Law. Onurus gets a 23 on knowledge nobility. Uh, Citra gets a uh, an eighteen on knowledge local. Oh, uh, sorry. I'll also allow religion. Oh, I get religion. a twenty four local. I get a thirteen religion. Okay, that is enough to recognize the probably the big people, the people that you walk in and you can tell that they are here to actually do business, mostly because they have servants with them, with chests full of gold. Is my mother here? <laughs> is my the... father here? <laughs> <laughs> The people that all of you recognize. Kill that laugh. <laughs> no, leave like, it. Leave I it. Like, I like it. It's that one guy it's laughing. That guy. Yeah, that's him. He's so, very weird. First off, with your knowledge locals, both of you rolling exceptionally well, you would notice that amongst the individuals here is Baketra, uh, who is one of Wati's richest and most notorious gourmands. From what you understand, she seems to be kind of in the business of not really owning restaurants so much as she is like the number one proprietor for many of the restaurants and businesses. You're not entirely positive why she's here. Huh. Try the honey. Try and the honey. It might just be here for the honey. You don't know. Related to our previous conversation, there is a half-elf here. <laughs> Both of you would recognize this as Basif Iosip. Both of you would know that he is a wealthy coffee merchant, and you would know that he is an avid document collector. Uh -huh. From what you 
have heard rumors on the streets. He is interested in uncovering records pertaining towards his human heritage. Okay. What did you guys make on your knowledge religions? I got a 13 on my roll. Okay. Uh, on yours, gets a 25 on his religion. Okay. You would recognize two individuals, Dejat Masakhet and Intef Karam. Both of them are clerics of Abadar, uh. representatives of the local sanctum of silver and gold. <laughs> Heather's immediate reaction is disgust. <laughs> Sorry, I really face. don't like Abadar. <laughs> Trust me, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to that, you... Uh, what's, what's real bad is Horace and Avatar got along in the day, so Onuris probably doesn't have an issue with them, but I'm just like, Avatar. He's probably more just like, yeah, he's there. <laughs> like, Onuris never seems to really get perturbed about anything. <laughs> he just sighs a lot. Yeah, it's just, it just lets out a... It's like the short <laughs> sigh, like just a, oh, this is all right. So, with your knowledge, local checks, actually, you would be able to recognize... Uh, Manat Hashwa. He is a uh, representative of the Sothis Trading House. Uh, they primarily deal in furnitures, housewares, pottery, things like that. We didn't really have a lot of that. There's also Minya the Whip. This man is a uh, ambitious but a respected local armorsmith and blacksmith. Okay. Oh, okay, he might like uh, our adventuring a lot. He seems like he probably has less money than a lot of the other people to throw around. Although, from what you understand, he is like an up-and-comer. Uh, his armorsmithing is famed in the city. If any of you have purchased armor recently, you probably purchased it from him. Other than that, as far as the nobility is concerned, there are four nobles in attendance here today. Oh, boy. Kamayad Akinti, who is the young son of the noble Akinti family who are rivals of the Mafre. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he, from what you understand, is the youngest of the noble sons of the house at barely over 16. He seems to have recently, though, returned from his studies abroad and with the swagger of someone much more akin to Falto. Uh, carrying like a rapier on his hip and wearing clothing that seems to be a mix of southern patterns and silks with northern stylings. Interesting. Where did he go to school? The Samaki School of Sciences. Ah. <laughs> no, ah. I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist it. Yeah, you, you're not entirely positive where he went to school. Mm. The Akanti family are the new blood. Uh, uh, the nouveau riche of the city. The Akinti, they don't have the old blood connections. What they have is a ton of money. Nouveau riche indeed. And in addition to that, they're uh, kind of a known flander and womanizer. Oh, man. Known to have a children with a variety of different women. Okay, wow. then. Okay. In addition to that, attending would also be Demej Mafre, Anuris' mother, of which he would immediately recognize, and Sudi has had dealings with previously. <laughs> Accompanying her is the towering Garundi man that you'd seen previously, the captain of the guard. Hey, look, I actually, I actually recognize somebody. Don't talk to her. Who said that was going to talk to them? <laughs> she might pay just because you found the things. <laughs> that would be nice. Doubtfully. I don't know. She cared enough to save you. I mean, we could hope, but if Anjuris doesn't want us to talk to him, we're not going to talk to him. They're going to come talk to him. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Wait, who is it? It's my mother. And bodyguard. Oh. It's a very severe-looking uh, Osiriani woman wearing clothing that obviously displays their wealth. Despite that, it is not nearly as garish as what the Akenti man is wearing. Subtle. Classy. Okay. Finally, there's there are two women, a much older woman and a much younger woman. The older woman looks to be maybe in her late 70s. The younger woman looks to be barely 20. Both of them are so obviously related that it's almost as if standing side by side, you're looking into two, one person's past and future. Weird. <laughs> On yours, you would recognize this as the older woman is uh, Maru Meshoden. She is an aging dowager in the city and a respected member of the 
not nobility, but the upper crust. The other woman is Namaru, her granddaughter. You understand that they tend to go to a lot of these events looking for jewelry, clothing, and they have a rumored reputation of their either comedic love, or you're not entirely positive, of scandalous books uh, uh, and scrolls. Dang, we don't have any of those. Nope. We'll write one. Quick, forgery. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. No, those are the people that you would, that all of you would immediately recognize as you glance about. Has my mother noticed me? Go ahead and make me a sense motive. <laughs> Go ahead and make me a She's sense intent- motive. I get an eight. I have no you. idea. Uh, you can't really tell. <laughs> I'm going to sense motive and see if she's noticed the cat. Oh, by the way, did you bring the giant bird in the... Yeah, the cat has a muzzle. The cat bird is outside, perched on the building. Very well. Took its foot off and just mm-hmm. let it be a... I, have an bird I gave him the guard command. Sure, why not? So, an 11? Yep, I have an 11 sense motive. No, they don't seem to be paying any attention to you. All right, so we need to talk to coffee guy and blacksmith guy, and then the art pieces hopefully will just sell for being art pieces. Well, I don't know. The little adventurer guy might also want to buy some adventuring gear. Yeah. I mean, the armor smith is going to be likely, because we have mostly weapons and armor mm-hmm. in our kind of miscellaneous pile. Yes, but if you have two people that want the same thing. I mean, yeah, we can bid them <laughs> up, yeah. So here's how this is going to work game mechanically speaking. Convincing someone to bid for your item is going to be a bluff or a diplomacy check. I have real good diplomacy. I, anyone, I these. anyone may aid another with either a knowledge history a praise or an intimidation check. <laughs> the intimidation check is to just look like an adventurer. Uh, okay, I'm going to attempt to aid with some knowledge history then. Do you ha- does Citra have bluff or diplomacy or anything? Citra has a five in bluff uh, and an eight in diplomacy. Okay, so on Uris we'll go with somebody. Citra will go with somebody, and because you have one of the, you can aid another. Can uh, yeah, you? I have uh, an eight appraise and a five diplomacy. Okay, so ours is the same, just switched in different categories. See, yeah. they should go talk to your mother because then it won't be either of us. <laughs> I was going to go talk to the adventurer because I bet you could just compliment him and he would want to. That'd be nice. All right, we can go talk to the coffee merchant. You can come with me. Okay, gonna do that now. So we're gonna, I guess we're gonna split and go talk to different people. Split the party. Yeah. Once again, time for we're in one room. (laughs) If something goes down, the farthest somebody's gonna be away is like what? How big is this place? (laughs) What if Sudi dies going to the bathroom? Oh my god! Never split the party. (laughs) So you go to the bathroom. bathroom, You come get the cat. (laughs) Every it turns into a game of Clue, and it's like I accuse. The Mafree <laughs> with the onion in the bathroom. Also, there's a lot of onion food. I'm going to avoid onion food. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a really good I'm idea. I'm going to go for the fruit. <laughs> I'm going to try that honey for sure. I'm really curious about this onion stuffed squid. I don't like squid. No. Anyway. That's weird. Citra's also like keeping a, a peripheral eye on for whether or not Chetmanib shows up. Um, we're looking for like gang members, maybe. All yep. right. Yeah. So, we have a lot of things to do. I guess we're going to go talk to the half-elf who likes the coffee about the documents. Okay, so Onuris is grabbing Sudi. Yes. And going <laughs> speaking with Basif. Yes, Basif. Yes. I think and we should talk to the new, the nouveau rich. Rish. The nouveau rich guy? The neo-yokio kid. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he just look like he's just over it? He's like, oh, another auction. Oh. Yeah. Life is so boring at the auction house. So you're trying to convince that guy to pick up all like the weapons and armor, or what are you trying to convince him to? What right now he? you have three lots. You have the first lot, which contains your historical papers. That's you what we're talking to Basif about. Yes. You have your second lot, which contains the funerary masks and the chalice of Nethys uh, that you recovered from the sanctum. 
And then you have your third lot, which is basically all of the stuff that you looted off of the silver chain. <laughs> Uh, um, it's got a little bit of the miscellaneous A little bit stuff. of miscellaneous stuff from it. So mostly weapons, armor, miscellaneous. Well, like adventuring gear. He seemed like a wannabe adventurer type, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he seems like a, a rich 16-year-old kid that's strutting around with his sword and <laughs> kind of peacocking over there. Yes, that's why I think yeah. he's vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> You're like eyeing him up like he's a mark. Yes. <laughs> he's a lot like Falto. Oh, boy. A little bit, yeah. Which means if we can, Alto's like, just like it's like I'm going to go and talk with that guy. It looks like we have a lot in common. He goes strutting his way over. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we'll get him to maybe buy some adventuring gear. Like he looks like he is ready for an adventure. He just needs a few more items and friends. I'm not volunteering to be anybody's friend. We can't give him that. Yeah, exactly. He'll have to buy those on his own. <laughs> Money can't really buy you friends long term unless he's really. I hear bad. there's a half elf that's for hire if you need <laughs> <laughs> another party member. Yeah, I don't think <coughs> she's left just yet. Okay. We'll just start there, and if we happen to run into Anyarsa's mom, we happen to run into her. <laughs> Why do I feel like you desperately want to go talk to her? I don't think Sakura should talk to her because that doesn't seem like a good mix. Sakura yeah. has a thing with rich people. True. So you guys would split off, make your way off into the crowd. Tetmanib would be there, uh, just kind of socializing with a couple of people, uh, generally seeming to offset almost anyone who talks to him. Citra waves at him. He would just give you a smile and an inclination of his head. Did you catch Uh, earlier when uh, that very annoying man was talking about Tetmanib? Yeah. We should make a note to talk to him if he's acting stranger than usual. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm going to need for the party is first off, I need everyone in the party to make a diplomacy check. Oh, boy. This is just some polite socializing that you're going to be doing over the next 30 minutes. Gracious. Uh Uh-oh. There was a sigh. So let's start with Heather. Uh, On on yours, it's a 28. 28. Dang, son. So go ahead and bounce me a d6. Six. Six. So you do hear some rumors as you're just kind of socializing around here. I like rumors. It's, It's hard to even... This over the next thirty minutes, it's kind of you just finding a time to get this guy on his own so mm-hmm. that you can talk to him because it's like, okay, well, first off, Sigrun makes her way over there, and it's like, okay, well, Sigrun's already chatting this guy up, so we gotta wait a little bit. What's going on over there? Oh, Marin's got a circle of people around him because he brought one of his dogs. Uh, <laughs> I brought a kitty. <laughs> you brought a cat, yeah. But no, you're just a scary kitty. No? She's like- lovely. I love this laugh in the background. It's amazing. I want to know who that was. Like, if it was somebody at Bizocon, or if it, like, really it recorded for Midlooms, or if it was just, like, some random, like, friend of his. Anyway, so, uh, as you're gathering information, though, you would overhear something that piques your interest. Mm-hmm. Um, a younger man would be in the process of trying to chat up a couple of, you would say that this man looks to be kind of a gold digger, mm-hmm. and is chatting up a couple of, uh, Older women who obviously have far more money than this man does. Now, I ain't saying she's a gold digger. <laughs> you would overhear him say, it's like, uh, it's curious. I haven't seen many of those fellows in the fancy cold masks tonight. <gasps> My brother says that he's seen them running about in the necropolis at all hours, but I suppose they're not selling. Well, it's a pity. They sound delightfully exotic. So, we have their masks. Yeah, they're in the necropolis. Okay. Uh, Sudi, what did you make on your diplomacy check? Sudi got a six. Six? <laughs> Very well. These dice on are made terrible. A, on yours made a 28. Somebody got too close to, <laughs> to Sudi and he, he immediately puffed up, puffed up and went. <laughs> <laughs> I feel made like I'm in constant <laughs> danger. Oh, somebody stepped on your tail. Oh, poor Sudi. Possibly also this. <laughs> Citra got a 24. Go ahead and bounce me a d5. 
A D5. D5. D10 divided by 2. Oh. oh okay. I rolled, a, I rolled a 2. What is that? Yeah, that's a 1. That's a 1. But you would hear one of the locals state that uh, it's rather nice to see the Frasmans on board with this auction. At least we'll know that these relics are real. You you can't trust the veracity of just anything up for sale, no matter how old it looks. A group calling themselves the, uh, the Silver Chain took me for a fortune on a second age chest last year. It looked uh, ancient enough. It turned out that the thing had only survived a house fire and on. On? A house fire? Hmm. Segura made a... 18. Very well. Go ahead and bounce my d4. Four. You would hear somebody, you know, just kind of like pique your interest as you're walking by and like, okay, we're carrying on some conversation. But a, uh, a younger woman would state, did, did you know that Mamiya can protect you against mummy rot? <laughs> I'd never take this stuff myself. Of course, it's made from actual mummies, you know, not to mention illegal. But I'm sure that some of those adventuring types in the city these days don't have such scruples. Who is this girl? She seems to just be a young noble woman. Somebody is desperate for some adventure. <laughs> you would you would happen to know where I could score some of me? <laughs> Jeez, just a find a boy toy. Jeez, you don't want to do that. It can also cause your whole face to fall off. <laughs> she would look horrified. <laughs> <laughs> How uncouth of you to mention her face falling off. Between Onuris and Citra, though, you would also hear that about the Akintes that they'll throw their uh, coin at anything with a blade. If they haven't already spent tonight's share on companionship at the Temple of Best or liquor, of course. Nice. Um, Good job, Temple. (laughs) (laughs) They say a lot of business from that family. You would also hear uh, some complaints pertaining towards the church opening opening the history of the city to so many foreigners. Mm. And that the uh, Hatia Oshep Kamid, Hatia basically being an equivalent of like a regional governor, the official in charge of the city, kind of a mayor. Although more of a mayor of this and then regional governor of all the surrounding farms and such on behalf of the pharaoh. He is going to increase taxes on travelers from beyond the sister cities to recruit the cultural damage. The sister cities, of course, being Wati, Tefu, and on. And Sagira, lastly, you did hear that there are some adventurers who went into the necropolis who didn't fare so well from what they hear. They say that the Sunrise Fellows were betrayed by one of their own, and some shady lowlives ambushed the Scorched Hand while they were trying to leave the necropolis and killed one of them and took all of their gear. That definitely wasn't us. (laughs) They were in our sights. Yeah, that's not how that happened. But but that's that's definitely not how that happened. Can I, like, start my own counter rumor about how the Scorch Hand actually snuck into somebody else's site and was trying to, like, loot it? Yeah, sure, you can make me a bluff check. It's not a bluff. bluff. It's what happened. I I think she's saying that she wants to do that without expressing the fact that it was was us. They were the ones that were, you guys were the ones that were Can I aid? Uh, Sure. I hope you aid. Let's see. (laughs) I bluff. I aid. Okay, I get a 16. 16? Uh, there are a few people that seem to kind of get on with that, although a lot of them are like, well, no, they're they're, they're dedicated to the Church of Nethys. Obviously, Nethians wouldn't do such a thing. They're following the original pharaoh. Mm-hmm. You finally would manage to corner your people uh-huh. uh, that you're wishing to talk to. Just make checks. So, well, we have to talk to them. Let's yeah. do some roleplay first. So Sudi and Onyurus mm-hmm. would make your way up. Basif is a rotund man, wealthy, covered in a variety of various silks. Even as you approach him, there's, you don't know if it's he just recently came from his warehouse or if he wears it as some sort of cologne, but the man smells of strong, sweet coffee. He would give the two of you a smile. He is dark-skinned, thick-jowled, completely shaved head, but seems to have a sprinkling of uh, gold dust across his skin and recent coal done in a gold shade as well to cause his eyes to pop brilliantly. 
He would glance over towards you. This is the first, you'd say, rotund half-elf that you've ever seen. <laughs> a bald half-elf must have, like, ridiculously pointed ears in comparison. <laughs> Do we He's probably wearing a hat. The man glances over the two of you as you approach. Good, good evening. Good evening. It's a pleasant uh, gala that we find ourselves at. Um, you enjoying yourself? Yes. The uh, This honey is amazing. Have you tried? No. You are. Uh, I, don't I know you? <laughs> I, I believe I do. You are the young son of the Mafres, aren't you? I spoke with your mother. She is a charming woman. He would pat you on the shoulder. Uh, it's so awkward. Honduras tries not to, like, grimace. Yes. Uh, and, and your father? What about him? Uh, I didn't see him present. No, he usually doesn't attend such things. Oh, I, I say, of course. And this is your servant? You glance to Sudi. This is my friend, Sudi, from the Temple of Phrasma. Ah, well, uh, blessings to you, and thank you for hosting this event. It's our pleasure. Well, of course. Um, mm. I've heard that you like collecting documents from the ancient times. Yes, you are you telling me that you uh, you you delved into the the crypts? Yes. I thought the Frasmans were strictly against such things. <laughs> this time it was sanctioned. Ah, uh, yes. By the Ruby Prince, Abadar bless him. Again, on yours tries not to grimace. Make me a bluff check. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, fail that roll. <sighs> fail. I get that. a fifteen. Why are you okay, wanting okay. her to fail that, you weirdo? <laughs> is it Horus all about the Pharaoh? That's a that's a content choice. Yes, but on the my Ruby part. Prince is not a good Pharaoh. Mm. So yes. Uh, one of. The sites we happened to come across had a quite impressive collection of ancient documents. It's hmm. one of the lots we set forward. Interesting. Uh, what, what sort of site was this? It was a temple of Nethus. Hmm. A great deal of papers from Dedirgit II's time, the founder of our wonderful city. My, my family said that... Uh... A long association with the Church of the uh, the All-Seeing God. Mm. Interesting. It's quite an impressive collection. I was able to translate some of it myself. Intriguing. Uh, did Did you provide translations with the uh, with the documents? I'm assuming we would have included what we translated. Oh, yeah, because that's what you're going through and doing. Yes, the yes. We, my associate and I included what we were able to decipher. Your associate? Uh, Citra. She's around here somewhere. Mm. I'm assuming I'm wearing like a nice like, yeah. Egyptian dress. Like, like I nice look like yeah. legit Egyptian tonight. We did, all look Egyptian you, tonight. Yeah. Did you guys buy an outfit other than your pot weather outfits? Or? Yes. Remember well, I went out shopping. Yeah, oh, that's right. You have, a, you have your courtiers. I got outfit. my date outfit and then I went ahead and bought a nice outfit while I was out. A courtier's the, outfit. Yeah. Okay. My hot weather outfit is very Egyptian slash Osirian. And Onyris is just in his armor and stuff, looking the adventurer part. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So Citrus wearing a courtier's outfit. All the rest of you are wearing hot weather. Yes. Hot weather with my armor and gear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, I probably would have coordinated then. Like, Well, you can wear your armor on top of it. It's like a very fancy outfit for armor. It's like you have a nice coat and everything else. And mind you, you're wearing a, change, a mithril chain shirt, so that slides under almost any mm-hmm. clothing that you would buy. Okay. 
You're like stealthing it up. Mechanically, I need to know this because since this is a social event, you actually take a penalty on diplomacy checks if you're not dressed for the occasion. But if you portray yourself enough as adventurers, it's going yeah. to offset that penalty. Good so thing I've got rope. Yeah. <laughs> I am I'm adventurer. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, uh, associates, you're, it's a fellow adventurer. Yes, and we studied at the library in Tefu together for some time. The temple there, the, the Nethys, they, they deal with the library, yes? Yes. Oh. Wow, that's, that's quite the pedigree that you have. Hmm. And you said this is a, a lot of papers. Yes. Hmm, I see. So, so, so from the inside of the the dead city. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes, the uh, sanctum of the erudite eye was founded by the pharaohs. Mm-mm. It's a very important site or something. I don't know. It was founded <laughs> before the city of it was here before the city was. Yes, the site was the sanctum of the erudite eye. It predates Wati. Mm. Uh, it was founded by Dejerted the Second. Mm. So it's quite old. And it stood all the way until the Plague of Madness. Yes, it was preserved with magic. Mm. 4,000 years. That's, that's very intriguing. These documents, they, they range through that 4,000 year time period? They start around the founding of the city and then continue through the plague to the time of the plague when the temple was lost. Yes. Mm, that's, that's very interesting. Well, go ahead and make me your diplomacy check. I'm going to give you a, a plus. You know what? I'm going to give you a plus four for both dropping like the whole Tefu thing and that. And then Sudi, you can aid another with a uh, knowledge okay. history. Yeah. Uh, so I aid you. I get a 17. Okay. So 22 plus his two is 24 plus a four is 28. Boom. <laughs> like drop. Cha-ching. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah, so, so he just like grabs his rope and just like drops on the ground. It's so, like walks off. Nobody understands. <laughs> That's why you got such a bad role. <laughs> well, that is, that is very interesting. I would definitely be interested in, uh, in pursuing that. So I will bid for that when the time comes. Thank you. Of course. I hope you have a pleasant evening. Oh, I'm, I'm certain that I shall. You guys think you did well, although you won't know until bidding begins. <clears throat> I hope a 28 does well, otherwise we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Elsewhere. Ah, uh, yes. The two of you would make your way. You'd eventually manage to quarter the Akinti man. This young man, Kamead, wears clothing. Again, it seems to be, it's the, it's the fine silks and the white coloring of the south. So basically, white pants, a white doublet and shirt, or white doublet and vest, as well as head wrapping, all done in just brilliant shades of white trimmed with uh, gold along its edges, and carrying a gold basket-hilted rapier set at one hip and a dagger at the opposite. His loosely used the term beard is well-trimmed. It's more of just this this light dusting that he seems to be finally yes, cultivating yes, across his on. chin. Aww, <laughs> uh, poor little guy. Can we sense motive on him to, like, get a read on what kind of a guy he is? Yeah, you can make a sense motive as you approach. Wow, okay. Um, Citra gets a 25 on her sense motive. Wow, you beat me. I get a 23. Both of you get a good read on this man as you approach. You can immediately tell a number of things. First off, while he carries this rapier, you get the idea that he probably actually does know how to use it. As many nobles are concerned, effectively, if you have the levels in Aristocrat, it does come with, like, martial weapon training and things like that. Like, he is trained to properly wear this. That being said, that weapon is pristine. (laughs) You think he knows how to use it, but probably never actually used it in combat. His features are fine and bare, like, no scars or marks. There's, There's nothing to really denote him as actually being a swordsman or anything along those lines. 
I'm going to say that Citra is probably fairly well of this. Sagira is very aware of this, just because of your only own you know, family situation growing up. He is the youngest of a family renowned for swordsmen and bravos. So he has a lot to both live up to and a lot that he is being compared to. <laughs> but he would turn giving his most charming rakish smile, which looks like a childish imitation in comparison to... Falto. I mean, Falto at the very least is experienced and like, <laughs> I'm, I'm charming and rakish. Yes. Uh, this kid just seems to be doing his best, doing that puff up his chest a little bit. Swagger. You think he probably practiced it in the mirror this morning? <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Citra and Sagira are definitely exchanging a side glance. We are. <laughs> like those Siamese cats in that one Disney movie. But he would turn as you approach. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, oh, this poor I, I am Kemed uh, Akinti. This poor timid child. I have heard of you. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that you have. <laughs> it's very nice to meet you. I am Citra. And I am Sagira. Citra, Sagira. He would bow in a flourish that, again, is nothing regional. He seems to have probably adopted, you don't know where he's been training, but adopted mannerisms that seem much more akin to what you would expect from a little bit of Falto. But mm. Citra. Uh, he would take your hands and kiss the back of the oh, knuckles. Okay. Citra feigns being <clears throat> impressed. Ah, cool. so, One check. What brings you here to the auction? Oh, uh, I'm recently back into the city from my studies abroad. Oh, uh, where I'm did looking. you study? Oh, I traveled and studied with the greatest swordsman of all of Opara. That's impressive. Uh, you may make a knowledge geography. As both I have of you that. pick up. Oh, wait. <laughs> I have that. I don't know why. I have 13. <laughs> 13. All you know pertaining towards Opara is uh, it is the capital of Taldor. Oh, well, that must have been quite an adventure. Yeah, uh, it, it took me uh, a fair amount of time. I traveled up the entirety of the River Sphinx, uh, stayed with some of our extended family members in the uh, the city of Sothis. Uh, then I stopped by the city at the center of the world, Absalom. Uh, mm. And then I made my way to Opara. Uh, I spent some time there. I actually got to sit in on a Senate hearing, uh, which was really neat. Uh, and then uh, I did some horseback riding across the country. You have no idea how much grass they have. Interesting. It is green everywhere you go, and they have a force, so it's kind of like uh, the stretch uh, as far as like like the Asia trees, except for um, there are thousands of them just crammed together in these forests. Uh, I went in there and I stuck a boar. Wow! Yeah, it was it was it was great. Yeah, that's very impressive. I know. Yes, I, I am very impressive. So, <laughs> what brings you here to the auction? Oh, um, I'm looking for a new sword. Well, this this rapier, mm-hmm. I call him. Pig splitter. This rapier uh, works fine, especially if you're uh, you're in the north. But I'm looking for something, um, maybe like a, a shimitar or, a, or like something like yours, like a kopesh. Ah, well, you know, while we were delving in some of the crypts, we found quite a few very wonderful weapons. Oh, oh, yes. You, you, uh, from from the crypts, from the the, the first age, second age. Are they fancy? <laughs> Actually, hold on one second. How much gold is on them? Pause for a second. Are you still carrying what's his face's kopesh? Yes, I'm. Dang it. That's that's mine. Uh, We do, however, have masterwork kopeshes that we looted. Are they in the lot? Are they fancy? Uh, We have a masterwork scimitar, a masterwork kopesh. I mean, they're masterwork, so they're They're so they're fine quality. They might not necessarily be like golden, but you could probably push them off as being practical. It's Um, it's not always. Sorry, but it's not always. 
about how fancy the weapon is. It's about how well you can use the weapon. Take this, for example. She, like, really cool, like, flip out of her uh, kukri. There'd be a, you know, gas from the crowd. (gasps) (gasps) Take this, for example. My friend here actually managed to put the Vargui in a headlock, and then we stabbed it, not only with this, but with cold iron arrows in the head. A Vargui, you don't say. That Indeed. was a div. You can tell the obviously doesn't know. have any idea what that means, what? but he seems... That was the div we had to unlock <coughs> and then stab it. Oh, was it? Yeah. No, we did that with the Vargui, too. Oh, we did a lot of things. No, you, just, you just stabbed some Vargui. Yeah, I was just saying, I thought we were oh. You never, it's fine. It's a story. Whatever. Yeah. He doesn't know. Well, in addition to that, you guys never actually yeah, identified what that horned thing was. So it's just like, it might have been another evolution of the Vargui. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Sure, we'll get that. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. But yeah, he, he seems very impressed with it. Although you can obviously tell that he does not know what a Vargui is. There are have these you ever, flying monstrosities. Yes. If you've ever seen one before, it'll bring terror up from your stomach. Oh, oh. well, fortunately I am fearless. Uh, but that, that would be really... Uh, you're saying that, that one of these weapons was used to kill one of these beasts. We have any kind of weapon you would really think of. If you're looking for southern weapons, there's we found the scimitar that you can tell had been used in many battles in the... What age was that? The age of the silver hand, because these are the ones <coughs> we got, like, they're for the the ones we got from the silver hand. So, yeah. Oh, you, they are? You're going to have to yeah. go bluff if you're going to try to convince them it's uh, The yeah. ones that we did pick... All, yes. all of the stuff that you're selling here is basically the stuff that you took off of the uh, silver hand. So but I thought we did. Uh, we actually took stuff. all of the stuff off of the scorched hand as well, so we got their weapons too. Yeah, the silver chain of the scorched hand. Yeah, but so, I just swore we found some magical weapons. Yeah, but it was all magical. The... It was well, all... Yeah, you sold the magical weapons. Yeah, we sold yeah. Yeah. No, I know that, leave. but I thought we found some just like normal stuff too in like Akintepi's tomb. Yeah, but that's been but that, that's, we, we sold, sold all that. We are. Right back. We already sold that. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me reformulate my brain. I love that laugh. It's the best thing in this track. That sounds like Ben Looms. We found a scimitar that you can tell had been used to shed blood in many battles. It would be a fine weapon, and it's Mm. a great foundation if you wanted to add magic upon it. You could customize it to really suit you. How many weapons are we looking at in this lot? Is is it like a lot? Yes. Ghost suities. Yeah, it's a bunch of weapons and armor and other stuff. There's so many. I don't know if you count nets as weapons. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yes. Uh, good God. Uh, it's, don't it's don't a, worry about it exactly. It's a variety of, of, of weapons and armor and things that you could use out on your own adventuring. It's true, especially if you plan to return north. Hmm. I could start my own armory. You could. <laughs> I need to buy so many weapon racks. You have to start somewhere. It's uh, true. I am rich. Hmm. Yeah, go ahead and you can make me a diplomacy check. Jessica, you can aid with Diplomacy, appraise. Um, I'm gonna aid with appraise. Just nat twenty that. I get a, a twelve. No, a thirteen. So you aid. I aid. I get a thirty. <laughs> she rolled a twenty. Nat twenty. <laughs> We're also uh, very and also the role playing was really good, so I was gonna give you guys a plus four for that. Uh, then I Not get a thirty four. <laughs> We're both twelves and charisma. Citra is very likable. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm just jealous of your dice luck. <laughs> Let me be salty over here by myself. <laughs> Lick your wounds. Jordan is licking his hand. <laughs> I'm so glad you're not actually doing that. Because if you were rubbing spit on your hair right now, I'd be very bothered. <laughs> so, well, no, that that sounds great. Um, and I have a bunch of friends. Uh, well, I mean, by friends, like they're, well, 
they were hired to keep me company when I was a kid. But imagine, this is just the starting point for you. You get all of this, and then once you go on your own adventures, you're going to find things that are even greater than we could have ever found here. There is the sightless sphinx out in the dunes. I could make my way out there, raid my own tomb. That's true. Mm. You could. It sounds like something you should do. So his ears perk up from across the room. Probably die. Sphinx. But. Well, no. I mean, we're still here. It's true. With the right good armor and weapons. Yes, the right equipment. And the right group. It's true. Well, my friends, they they're pretty good. Hmm. Okay. Uh. uh, Yeah. I'll I'll definitely check it out when it comes uh, when it comes up, uh, and take a look at it. If. Oh. Uh. Also, I'm gonna be. uh, hosting this uh, this party. I've gotten a whole bunch of, uh, of alcohol and everything, so if you ladies want to stop by, uh, he would just kind of jot down a, a note and hand it over oh, towards you. That sounds great. Don't tell my parents. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Don't worry. We can keep secrets. Although I keep making these jokes about him being 16, but I think Citra's 17. Citra is 19, actually. I'm, I'm 18. 18, yeah, so. So we're actually the right age. Yeah, we're yeah. Like, no, we got so a little older. We're like, he's like the little freshman, and we're like the seniors <laughs> that are real cool that he wants at his party. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, have a good uh, night. So uh, all of you may make me a perception roll if you so wish. My dice continue to disappoint, netting me a 14. On yours gets a 26. Citra gets a 24. Uh, Sagira gets a 26. 26. Okay. All of you would note, you kind of finished this up. Everyone would start getting ready for the bidding and start to take their seats. Curiously, though, you would note that Tetmanib is no longer here. Ah, oh, damn. Oh, no. You don't know where he's gone, but you hadn't really had a chance to actually hunt him down and talk to him. You would only have a couple of moments to notice this kind of reconvene with one another before there would be the, you know, the sharp gavel as everyone kind of take their seats and the bidding would begin as you just kind of make yourselves comfortable and hear the items come out. The bidding would go quickly. Are any of you interested in attempting to purchase an item during the auction? Yes. I am. I, or name it okay, so first off, let's start with on yours. What is on yours looking to purchase? Mithril breastplate. It's 4200 like if I'm just going to pay full cost for it. Okay, so what you're going to need to do, 4200 mm-hmm. So you would note that a mithril breastplate comes up, but it is a rather fancy-looking mithril breastplate emblazoned with an onk across the chest of it. Uh, it's rather nice-looking. Comes up for auction. Uh-huh. Uh, you're going to need to make either a bluff, a diplomacy, an intimidate, or an appraise check to I'm haggle for this. Go with diplomacy. Jeez, of course, I roll a low 13. Mm. A 13 does not let you get it for a better price, but it does let you purchase it for 4200 That's fine. That's so not, you didn't roll so poorly that it actually was above value. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you could bid for it and get that, get them to bring that out for you. Yes, please. Um, they would set it off towards the side. Uh, you won't get it until after the auction's over, but then you can retrieve all of your items. Okay. Um, just kind of sign off on that. Sudi, what are you looking for? I uh, would like to get a amulet of natural armor plus one. So 2,000 gold regularly. So I'm going to need you to make me an appraise. Diplomacy, uh, bl- appraise, bluff, diplomacy, or intimidate check. I'm not good at any of these things. <laughs> um, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to bid for you? I'm not good at any of these things. I'm going for diplomacy. Yeah, I got a twelve. You got a twelve? No, you can get it for the two thousand. You can get it for market okay. value here. So it's still better than you know getting markups out on the street. Oh well, yeah, because it's fancy, because it's old or whatever. Yeah, it is a fine turquoise amulet in the shape of what appears to be a crocodile curled up on itself. Cool. <laughs> it's kind of like a spiral. Kind of Ouroboros, but crocodile version. Yes. 
It's I was going for the Phrasma holy symbol. It's a crocoborse. Yeah, because it's Crocobor. a spiral. <laughs> uh, Citra looking a bit for anything. Is there a plus one kukri sitting around? If you wanted to try to bid for one. How much is that? Uh, it would be 2,300. What's a kukri normally? It's so funny that you think I know that off the top of my head. <laughs> kukri is normally eight gold. So it would be 2,308 gold. Okay. I would like to look for plus one kukri. Very well. So you will need to make me an appraise, a bluff, a diplomacy, or an intimidate check. I shall go for diplomacy. All right. Oh, I didn't actually do very well. Because we're all rolling poorly on this. (laughs) Um, I only got a 10. You only got a 10. All right, so you can get it for 2,308 gold. Okay. Go ahead and mark that off, and then you'll have your plus one kukri. Your own lots would come up for bid. From your first lot, the historical papers, this actually bids up. Uh, starting low and then actually exceeds the thousand gold that you're initially anticipating, ending at eleven hundred. Once Basif manages to bid for it, your second lot, which is the funerary masks and the uh, chalice of Nethys, end up selling for a hundred and fifty gold pieces. So they sell at what they were valued at. That they're valued at, so you get uh, get your money back there. Cool. And then the uh, the third lot, all the armor, the weapons, the miscellaneous, and such bids back and forth for a while um, hmm. until finally the Akinti guy basically just goes 777 gold. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yes. And manages to uh, to win the lot and earn you, uh, I think at that point it's almost like 15% over market value for the items. Citra hey. gives him a smile from across the room. Gives you like a thumbs up yeah. and then like a little drinking motion, like one of the see you later kind of things. He's giving you finger guns. Finger guns. Or finger crossbows. We tell you guys, hey, we're going to go to his party. Real quick question. How old is Falto? Falto is 20. Oh, okay, good. You were afraid he's like 15 and you were going to be like, this is awkward. No, I was a little worried that he was like way older than me and I was going to be like, hmm. How did their lots do, by the way? Falto's and... Yeah, they seem to have gotten close to market value and a little bit more in some cases. Everyone seems to be generally pretty happy about it. As the auction would finish, the gavel would come down marking that everyone has sold their items. Everything would start to wind down. I will allow a spellcraft check from the party. Ha ha ha, I don't have that. 20 for Onuris. As the party winds down, all of you would get up. Onuris, you would stand and feel this sickening jolt run through your body to the point that for everyone else watching, Onuris would stagger before grabbing onto the chair in front of him as you feel this wave of energy wash over you. And for a second, the vaguest second, you almost feel yourself falling into the void. For all of the rest of you, for a moment, there would be this haze wash past them. Not that you would see anything else wash over them, but almost this flicker of a of an after image as if Onuris is there and then there's this the silvery silhouette of him. Like his caw somehow separated for a second before rejoining <gasps> back into his body as he would topple nearly sideways. Uh, you okay? There would be a scream from the crowd as a second and third person, seemingly some of the nobles, would have a similar effect roll over them as they would stumble. On yours as you would stare up for just a moment, even without your spells, even without your magic, you can see a green necromatic haze roll over you like an emanating wave washing across the city. As there will be a yell from the crowds, I imagine all of you crowding around on Eurus to help the, your, what, like 300 pounds with all of your gear. <laughs> Probably. Uh, trying to, to see what's feet, happening. <laughs> trying to see what's happening. All of you may make a perception roll. Oh, gosh. On Eurus gets a 20. 
Low average once again. Sudi gets a 17. Citra only gets 15. 15. A few minutes would pass. It would actually. Oh, take wait, I have a cat. Yes, she gets a 14. A few minutes would pass as you would struggle uh, with Onurus, kind of dragging him up and getting him into a chair. Onurus would mutter things in the ancient dead language that he occasionally mutters profanities in. <laughs> <laughs> Head size. Onurus, you have no real connection to time for a moment. It's, it's kind of like you're so lightheaded that you feel everything washing back, and it's that numbing sensation, like like sleep paralysis or this feeling that you're conscious but you can't really move as your soul's just like trying to settle back into your extremities. You would be the only one that would hear the pounding. At first you think it's, it's maybe your heartbeat or something inside of your head. Then you just kind of vaguely look over back towards the door. You would try to croak out half of a word as your limbs start to come back to you. You manage in a gasp as Yosef would stand opening up the door and then you would see these shambling waves bear down and over. All of you would notice a half second too late as the screaming began as the undead pour through the open doorway and we will pick it up here next time. Undead! Oh my goodness. There's so much undead! She goes like, yes! This is like the zombie apocalypse like everybody's in here having a good time.